Psalm 88. Lord, you are the God who saved me. Day and night I cry out to you. May my prayer come before you. Turn your ear to my cry. I'm overwhelmed with troubles, and my life draws near to death. I'm counted among those who go down to the pit. I'm like one without strength. I'm set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You've put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with all your waves. You've taken from me my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I am confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. Do you show your wonders to the dead? Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Is your love declared in the grave, your faithfulness in destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness, or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? But I cry out to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? From my youth, I've suffered and been close to death. I've borne your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. All day long, they surround me like a flood. They have completely engulfed me. You've taken from me friend and neighbor. Darkness is my closest friend. It's a pleasure to have Lauren Beliski here with us today. Lauren's the Director of Engagement uh, at Kinbrace. I don't know if any of you have come across Kinbrace before. I'm sure you have, many of you. Uh, but it's a wonderful place, uh, a place of transition for newcomers to Canada. Uh, while they get their feet under them. And um, Lauren has been a part of, uh, well, he's co-founded that, and he's been a part of shaping that over the years and um, really working in a, a liminal space, as it were, a place where uh, it's not where people have come from, it's not exactly where they're going, but it's a safe place where they can gather their breath and then uh, move on to the next chapter. And um, Lauren and I are, are somewhat connected in some ways. I live where Lauren works. Um, I hope that's not awkward for you this time. Accurate. Uh, accurate, yes, it's very accurate. So we've been able to have a lot of great conversations about, um, about displacement and even uh, how we've grown up and living in different cultures, and uh, as I'm sure many of you have as well. Uh, so it's a pleasure to have you here with us, Lauren, and I'll pray for you. And, Thank and you all. We'll get going. Thank you, Lord, for Lauren and for the work of Kinbrace. I pray that um, you would bless uh, that place with your your grace and mercy as you have, and Lauren as well as he comes to share with us this morning. Uh, we've come through a, a psalm of, of grief, a psalm of um, wondering about your mercy, Lord, but as we can see, uh, you, have, you guide us uh, with your loving hand, and uh, you call us to reach out to those who are wandering as well. And so 
I pray that you open our ears, our hearts, to hear what you have to say um, through Lauren this morning, and that you bless him as he shares with us, and his family as well, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's really good to be here with you. Thank you for the invitation and the welcome. This morning, we're going to start by you doing the heavy lifting. Um, I invite you to think of a time in your life when you were in a place that was new, a situation where you were the outsider, um, you experienced things, something strange, something new. Can you think of a time in your life when you were in that kind of a context where things were maybe a little bit out of control for you? Maybe it was your first day of school, if you can remember back to grade one. Or maybe you traveled to another country or moved unexpectedly to a new place. What did you feel in that experience? Just hold those memories, those feelings in front of you. This morning, your sermon series is Seeking the Peace of the City, and uh, felt that was a really wonderful place to be invited into. I looked at your speakers list. You have an incredible group of people with you this summer. I'm grateful to be invited here um, in my role uh, as the Director of Engagement uh, from the Kinbrace community. For those of you who don't know, the Kinbrace community welcomes refugee claimants with housing, education, and support. My wife, Tama, and I, with um, many others, co-founded the community 25 years ago. It was BC's first housing and support community for this invisible but really important population called refugee claimants. And it's thanks to you, the First Baptist Church community, that Kinbrace's mandate to welcome asylum seekers is sustained over these 25 years. There are too many people uh, here and in the past to start naming names. You know who you are. Thank you for your wisdom, your love, your generosity in welcoming refugee claimants over all these years. The First Baptist Foundation provided sustaining core funding for many years. And several of your current leaders and pastors are actively involved. Ben and Krista live in the community with their family, providing 24-7 welcome uh, as host community members. David Nacho is joining the board of directors, still needs to be ratified by the membership, but the journey is there. Susanna was on the staff team prior to coming here. And Justin and Teddy and Aiden and John and many others of you actively are involved in the Ride for Refuge each year. So just for the record, you, the First Baptist Church community, are already, already actively seeking and bringing peace to Vancouver. Thank you. For those of you who are not so connected, I want to just explain who refugee claimants are. Refugee claimants are forcibly displaced people coming from their homes, from their countries to Canada 
to seek refuge and protection from persecution. They're different than resettled refugees, which I know your congregation is very familiar with. Resettled refugees arrive in Canada thanks to congregations like yours and to denominations like Canadian Baptists of Western Canada. And also thanks to the Canadian government, refugees are brought to Canada and resettled here. The one distinguishing thing that I feel helps makes the, the point is that resettled refugees are welcomed at the airport. There's somebody there to welcome them. Refugee claimants, on the other hand, have no one to welcome them at the airport. They arrive unannounced, often in fear and trembling, with danger pursuing behind them and uncertainty in front of them. Refugee claimants in Canada are also known as asylum seekers globally. This past year, the number over 5 million was the count of asylum seekers in our world today. 90,000 arrived in Canada last year. About 450 to 500 arrive each month to Metro Vancouver. With your help, the Kinbrace community helps about 40 to 50, just a drop in the bucket of the most vulnerable refugee claimants who arrive, and that's per year. But we also help tens of thousands with our access to justice, education, and information. Two weeks ago, the Kinbrace community headed out on its much-anticipated, memory-making annual camping trip to Anvil Island. There were about 50 of us in total, toddlers, kids, youth, adults, Canadians, refugee claimants, a real mix of us, who piled into the water taxis at Horseshoe Bay and headed off across the ocean to the island. The first evening after dinner, an arousing game of volleyball, we walked through the forest to the outdoor amphitheater to enjoy the campfire and watch the sunset. Around the campfire, there were clusters of people in multiple conversations in as many languages, Dari, Turkish, Spanish, Farsi, Arabic, English, Swahili. There was music and dancing, thanks to Ben and Krista, to get it going. And lots, <laughs> there was lots of marshmallows, lots of sticky fingers, and laughter. I sat beside one gentleman, I'll call him Daoud, who is also a husband and a father. Daoud is fluent in several languages, thankfully also in English because I'm limited in my languages. And I wondered what he was seeing and what, was he, what he was experiencing as he sat on this bench among these people on this outcropping over the Salish Sea. In a word, Dawood's life could be characterized as displaced. His home country has known war and violence from before he was born until now. It's been a long time since he was last there, and he is still in search of security and safety. He's taken huge risks to come to Canada with his family, and he lives in the uncertainty of not knowing if Canada will accept his claim for protection. He lives with anxiety and stress, and his body expresses with aches and pains. 
As we talked, I wondered out loud to Daoud, I wonder what you are experiencing at this moment. Tell me what you're seeing. Tell me what you're hearing. Tell me what you're feeling. He said, I see the fire. I hear the laughter of others around me. I see the beauty of the ocean and the islands and the mountains. I feel myself laughing and smiling. Hearing this made me happy, but then he went on. But every moment, I feel like I'm not here. I feel a deep heaviness and a stress. I don't have a country. I worry where my family will find our permanent home. I am here, but also not here. I am deep inside my worries and troubles where there is darkness and uncertainty and questions. I do not know what tomorrow will bring, where I will be. The last place was not safe for us. I am now in Canada, waiting for safety, but in waiting, I'm in the dark, alone. I worry about my future. Our reading today is Psalm 88, and it speaks of the darkness that pervades displacement. It also speaks of having an experience of being beaten up and forgotten by God, displaced by God from God. Personally, I hang a question mark over this because I don't know if God is a bully or not. The New Testament seems to indicate otherwise. But setting that aside, I hear the voice and experience of a person violently displaced. The psalmist's voice could be speaking Dawood's experience of displacement. And I'm using the message um, translation here. And it's got these quotes, camped on the edge of hell. One more statistic in a bottomless pit, battered, senseless, relentlessly pounded, caught in a maze and can't find the way out blinded by tears and frustration, in a pitch black abyss. I call to you, God, all day I call. Daoud and his family live in the Kinbrace community, a cluster of two small apartment buildings in East Vancouver. The Kinbrace community from day one has expressed its welcome by Canadians living with refugee claimants. We call the Canadians the host community. Ben and Chris are host community members with their children, Jacob, Ella, and Audrey. The other six apartments are dedicated to providing transitional housing uh, for refugee claimant residents. I and my family were privileged to live as host community members for many years, and the prevailing image that formed in me during those years of my refugee claimant neighbors was of a people displaced to the utter edge of the earth, hanging on to the crumbling edge, desperately hanging on lest they fall into oblivion. Living so closely to people experienced this allowed me to see and sense the liminality of their displacement. I saw them in this liminal space of endless and inexplicable waiting, 
of having little to no control over the things that matter most, of using all their strength simply to survive. I sensed the liminal space of the refugee claimant's unresolved past, a tangle of uninvited, unexpected, life-threatening chaos, and layers and layers of loss, not yet grieved. I sense the liminal space of the refugee claimant's unknown future, which is shaped by uncertainty, powers beyond their influence, incomprehensible systems and laws of a country not yet their own. I sensed the liminal space of the refugee claimant's unquiet present, present, the restless longing for home. Sitting next to Dawood on the bench, overlooking the fire toward the Salish Sea, I tried the best I could to sit with him in his liminal space. That space on the edge of hell, a bottomless pit, a pitch black abyss, relentlessly pounded. The liminal space of displacement is more often than not a place where God is silent. When we welcome refugee claimants, we also welcome this liminal space that travels with them wherever they go. It's a privilege to welcome Dawood with a bed and a roof and a community of welcome. We meet his basic needs and we help him through the refugee protection process. It was a joy to invite him on the camping trip with his family. It's quite another thing to welcome the liminal space that travels with him. Suddenly, there is nothing I can do to help except to be silent and sit with him in that place of so much unknowing. As you seek the peace of the city, I have a word of encouragement, an invitation, and a set of virtues to sustain you. First, my word of encouragement, keep doing whatever you're doing. I witness you, that you are an engaged community that self-reflects and progressively acts to bring peace to those around you who are in need. Your street ministries, although now on hold in its, compared to its former form, uh, is a shining example of your good work. And your current quest to build amazing architecture over there uh, is another uh, shining example of what you are doing well, serving your God-given vision. And year after year, for many years, 25 years now, you've been bringing peace to the globally displaced arriving in Vancouver by sharing your wealth and welcome with them through the Kinbrace community. There's a current opportunity that's humming on a low, in a low way right now, and that's the annual Ride for Refuge. First Baptist Church boasts the awe-inspiring FBC team led by Krista right there. If you're on the fence about joining this team, I invite you to hop off and onto the team. If one of the team members, Justin, John, Krista, or any number of others who are gonna join the team 
ask you for a personal financial gift, give it. If they forget to ask you, surprise them with a gift on their fundraising page. This is a really practical, down-to-earth way to welcome refugee claimants arriving in Vancouver. When refugee claimants are at peace, the city is at peace. Second, an invitation. I welcome you to visit the Kinbrace community. We're a living, breathing, 24-7 community, and you are most welcome to join for a Tuesday dinner. We eat together and we grow relationships. Reach out to Krista or Ben or David or anybody else, or to me, and we'll set up a time for your visit. Relationships with those who are forcibly, forcibly displaced brings peace to our city. Finally, I want to touch briefly on the virtues of faith, hope, and love that sustain in this liminal space of forced displacement. If any of you are refugee claimants, if any of you are new to Canada, if any of you are going through some sort of a physical, emotional, spiritual displacement, these virtues named in 1 Corinthians 13 are for you. First, faith. It took me a long time to realize what faith is not. Faith is not believing the unbelievable with certainty. Rather, faith is the courage to take the next step <clears throat> in the darkest of nights, <clears throat> trusting there is something for my foot to land on. Faith is the courage to travel into the unknown. When we welcome refugee claimants into our country, into our city, taking active steps not just to help, but to live as neighbors, side by side, inside their uncertainty with them, we experience the peace that comes with solidarity, Canadians and refugee claimants together. Hope. Refugee claimants and the rest of us who walk alongside them talk a lot about hope. Dawood hopes his work permit will arrive soon so he can start working. He hopes that his refugee hearing will end with a positive decision so he can finally have a country where he is safe. We all hope that Dawood and his family will find permanent housing amidst the devastating rental hikes and decreasing vacancy rates. But the hope that brings peace to our city is not simply the glimmer of a better future on the horizon. Rather, as Richard Rohr writes, hope is the virtue that, with great irony, is the fruit of a learned capacity to suffer wisely, calmly, and generously. Suffering and hope are inextricably linked. One of Kinbrace's core values is the value of celebration. The value statement reads, we are grateful. Midst joy and sorrow, we discover hope. This core value, celebration, routinely raises questions <clears throat> for people new to the liminal space of forced displacement. How can there be celebration, gratitude, and hope in the midst of so much suffering 
and loss? The answer is not easy or simple. It's a mysterious paradox. There's a profound connection between suffering and hope. And I personally don't know how to explain it, but if any of you have experienced it, you'll know it. Peace comes in the shared liminal space where suffering and hope meet. The last virtue, love. One of the most helpful verses in the Old Testament as pertains to welcoming the stranger is Deuteronomy 10, 19. It's a short one-liner with one comma. Therefore, love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Therefore, love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. The people I work with on the Kinbrae staff team are there with all their hearts out of the deep love and care for refugee claimants. I decided, <coughs> I decided to test Deuteronomy 10.19 to see if it's correct. I wanted to see if my colleagues' lived experience verified Deuteronomy 10.19 and vice versa. Therefore, love the displaced person, for you were displaced in the land of Egypt. So I asked my colleagues, without them knowing that they were subjects of my study, why is welcoming refugee claimants important to you? Each staff person took their turn going around the circle, and I got some great results. Every one of them who had lived through displacement, especially those who had lived the refugee claimant experience, said welcoming refugee claimants is important to them because they know what it feels like to be a stranger the displaced one, and they know firsthand the importance of a warm welcome. This brings us back to the invitation you reflected on at the beginning. Can you remember a time when you experienced being an outsider, a stranger, a person displaced? Your best love will flow when you keep the memory of that experience alive in you. Your opportunity and my opportunity is to harness the memory and let the mystery of love flow for the benefit of refugee claimants, for the benefit of yourself, and for the peace of the city. Amen. You've been listening to the First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. For more sermons and information about our church's services and programs, please visit firstbc.org.